Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys high-fiving with words, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, it is time for Nerd Alerts. Nerd Alerts, our monthly segment where we bring you the nerdiest news available in pop culture. Extra, extra, this just in, all that's fit to talk about. Yes. And it's all that's fit to print, but we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is Nerd Alerts for May, and we talk about all things pop culture. It's a really heavy movie month. For some reason, I don't know if TV's gearing up to come back with stuff, or there's just already too much stuff going on so they're mm. waiting there's too much there's too much stuff to see there is it's and crazy not enough time in the day it's mm, crazy that's why you gotta watch it at work just kidding <laughs> uh but usually i like to kick off nerd alerts with a little tidbit stuff and a little bit of a trailer talk and there were two really cool trailers that came out recently the first one being thor love and thunder <laughs> i'm like that's that's thunder thump 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 oh, thump i don't i don't is that love <laughs> It's a heart, a heartbeat. <laughs> I can start singing Dreamweaver if that's a better representation. <laughs> no, but it is Thor Love and Thunder due to be released on July 8th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taiki Watiti is back, the guy yes. that did Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Probably one of my favorite Thor Marvel movies oh. of, of the whole batch. Really? Yep. I, I had a lot of fun with Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And from the trailer, it looks like this next one's going to be even more fun. Yeah. Even though it starts off kind of serious to the, the soothing tones of Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses, <laughs> which was awesome. That immediately just made me smile. But we see Thor is like pulling a, a good guy Thanos. He's going to a farm. He's putting his weapon in the ground. He's like, I'm done. I'm getting too old for this crap. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm out of the game. Mm-hmm. But then we get the montage of him working out with chains and going from <laughs> fat Thor back to uh, angelic pirate Thor. <laughs> angelic pirate Thor. That's good. Yeah, he's got his uh, strong. Did you see he had the strongest Avenger <laughs> trucker hat on? But the word "stronger" looks like he wrote it. Like it doesn't look like an official hat. It looks yeah, like something. he sharpened sharp yeah. it on there. Yeah, because that was like that's a Easter egg slash nod to when he was. Remember, he was trying to do the password. Yeah. He's like strongest Avenger, <laughs> dude, dude, strongest dude, dude, and then like and then <laughs> Banner comes. Well, he's not Banner. The Hulk. The Hulk. The Hulk. I that guy. But he, yeah, he's like, strongest venture. It works. It's a password accepted. <laughs> Very funny. And from the byline, it's uh, a journey unlike any other he's faced, a quest for inner peace. But his retirement is interrupted by a galactic killer known as Gore the God Butcher, who I don't think we even see in this trailer. Mm. But from the description, that's the bad guy, played by Christian Bale, who seeks the extinction of all the gods. To combat this threat, Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie, Korg, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. It was so cool to see all these people back. Like, I really just thought it was going to be Thor and Valkyrie going up against a big bad of some sort. Mm, yeah. But because we know the holiday special for Guardians of the Galaxy ties in, the whole gang's getting back together. Minus Gamora. I didn't see her. Oh, yeah? Because mm. apparently I've forgotten, but she's pulled a Thor before all of this went down. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's interesting because it's like, 
I'm retired. I'm done. No, you can't be because someone's trying to kill you. <laughs> you know, just when you thought you were out, they pull yeah. you back in. Yeah. Um, but we're seeing a lot of cool worlds. Zeus. Zeus, played by Russell Crowe. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And I was like, wait, like, how? why did they replace Anthony Hopkins? And then I realized, oh, I'm dumb. Those are the Norse gods. These are the Greek yeah, gods. Yeah, and they're combining them all into one big goulash. Yeah. Well, what's interesting, too, is that in the rumor mill is that Hercules has always been a Marvel character oh, that's in right. the past. Okay. And he's the son of Zeus. So... Are we going to get Hercules now? Is that? It seems like the counterpoint to the Norse Thor. So, yeah. So, it would be interesting. It would be interesting because Hercules has always been kind of, I don't know. When I think of Hercules movies, yes. I think of Mystery Science Theater 3000 <laughs> because there's that one really good episode where they do that Hercules movie that's like spaghetti Hercules. It was like yeah. one of the things that was filmed in Italy when they were doing all those Westerns and stuff over there. Yeah. Where they have to dub over the people's horrible accented English, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's, that's what I, I think of like bad MST3K movie when I think of Hercules. Uh, same for me. I think of Hercules in New York and like that's yeah. the same caliber. I don't think, I can't think of the like, what well, was the last The awesome Legendary Journeys. Well, that's true. The sh- yeah, the show. The the show is good, but I'm talking about movies. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't I don't think there's been a good Hercules movie. But if Marvel gets a hold of Hercules, could yeah, be fun. It could be fun. It'll be fun just to see all these gods. Um, it's fun to see all the costumes that are in the trailer. We see Thor's mm-hmm. original classic, his Avengers, his Endgame. Oh yeah. And now we get to see a new like Viking Thor with cape and new armor mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And uh, there is one scene where he's kind of dressed like Star-Lord when he's traveling with Guardian of the oh Galaxy. Oh, my gosh. He's got the Ravager that's jacket. Really, that's really, really, and that's so funny. And when, then the one scene. When you look into the eyes of the people that matter most to you. And you see Thor trying to catch eye contact. Like, I was just listening. Oh, my gosh. But I, is Thor is Thor like Fat Thor in like Thor's kind of persona as Fat Thor is like Burt Kreischer? Oh, very much so. Are we going to be friends? You want to hang out? What do you want to do? You want to go ride my my Viking ship that flies through the sky with goats? It'll be really cool. I'm hanging out with a rock dude. That's so perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it was that scene that I noticed Gamora wasn't there, though, because like, that, apparently that's the lead up to it. Is That's why uh, Star-Lord's saying that line, but then they play it off for funny to, to get to the next part, mm-hmm. which is the reveal that... Female Thor is there. Lady yes. Thor. Jane Foster Thor. Natalie Portman Thor. Holding Mew Mew. Mjolnir's back. A rebuilt Mew Mew. Yeah. It has like cracks in it because it got broken. Yeah. Apparently got rebuilt. Did she rebuild it? What happened? What's going on? Did she rebuild it or is it from her variant universe? Is this variant Thor? Mm, that seems to be something on the, the rumor mill on the internet. Mm, yeah. And also, too, do you know about the... um. The, that arc in the comics. I know that they did it. I never I didn't go through it. So what's crazy is is that she has terminal cancer, like Jane Foster. Yeah. Oh, okay. And when she's Thor, it's not there. But when she reverts back to herself, ah, it's like killing her. So it's the conundrum. Yeah. So like when I guess when she has you know Mjolnir and everything, it's like. So, but it's interesting. I guess that the whole arc is like literally like Thor's dying. Oh, as as an idea and as multiple yeah. people. So it's it's interesting because that kind of arc, that kind of semi heavy thing, mm-hmm. 
seems like something that would get a Natalie Portman on board to do that kind of because you know Natalie Portman she's doing a lot more serious stuff. Yeah, not, it seems like she's not a tentpole person anymore. True, and she also doesn't seem like someone that you're like just throw money. Yeah, and she doesn't seem that way. She's a very the craft of acting type. Even in Star Wars, she plays the politician and the like, the heavy conflict for right. the Jedi, rather than a Jedi that jumps around right. and wears tights and stuff. Right. So it makes me wonder if that is because I could see it. You know, a lot of people are saying, "No, nah, they're not going to do that. That's too heavy for Taika Waititi's silly yeah. stuff." But Taika Waititi, he did Jojo Rabbit. I know, right? See, he, kn- he knows how to ride that balance yeah. of like serious issues, but also <sighs> in the guise of Thor's helmet. You I know? know, for real. Also, I'm super excited. Like, as soon as Sweet Child of Mine started playing, it was just smiling <laughs> the whole time the trailer was playing. And then to see uh, Jane Foster Thor at the end, it's like, I have no idea where this is going. We didn't even see a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And he's called Gore the God Butcher. I mean, he's going to kill all gods. I just want to know how Natalie Portman got so ripped on a vegan diet. <laughs> it's that Hollywood vegan diet. That's yeah, a personal yeah, trainer every yeah, day. I know. Kind of, but what kind of protein are you using? She did the Fat Thor uh, workout routine <laughs> to get back into great shape. Uh, and other trailer news uh, for TV, this is the return. We talked about it on previous Nerd Alerts that it was announced, but now we get a trailer for it, and that's Stranger Things Season 4. Sounds just like it. That was a, that was exactly. Awesome remix. Yes. Um, because Stranger Things is secretive and creepy and mysterious, there really is no byline other than it's time. See you on the other side. Stranger Things Volume 1 premieres May 27th because, like we mentioned last time, it's going to be in two volumes. Mm -hmm. A couple episodes coming out in May, and I think the rest of them come out in July. Mm -hmm. The difference this time is each episode is going to be apparently movie length, ranging from an hour to an hour and a half. And each episode was also recently reported $30 million budget per episode. Jeez, for a TV show. It's crazy. But watching this trailer, you can see that they're putting it to good use. Like, there's oh, so much going this on. This trailer is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yep. It's like face melting. Yeah. It's like, what is happening right now? <laughs> it's it's a brilliantly edited and done trailer. Yes. I mean, and like, there's some guy playing, like, rock guitar. Like, there's like, it was like, is this Highlander right now? What's going on? <laughs> it's crazy. What's happening? It was like at one point because they start doing this, you know, these quick cuts. Yes. And then there's all these things hitting you in the face and you're like, what is happening right now? This is crazy. It's doing what we complain. It's doing the opposite of what we complained about with the Nick Cage movie trailer where we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. They aren't telling us oh, the whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the things they're hinting at are really crazy. Mm-hmm. They're hinting at like so many D&D notes in the show in general, which is half the reason yeah. I love it. But they're highlighting it in such a D&D sense for this trailer. They're splitting the party, first of all. Never do that. Never split the party. But half the party's going to California. That's Ellen, Will, and then the rest of it stays in Hawking, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because the song that's playing for this trailer is Journey's Separate Ways, mm-hmm. Worlds Apart. Perfect. Another excellent musical cue. <laughs> yep. But then, like, splitting the party, the reason you never do it, one, I mean, it's just everybody's going to get in trouble, but now they're in high school, and the way they're showing the kids interacting is like they're growing apart themselves. Mm-hmm. Billy's gone. We see Max at Billy's grave, and mm-hmm. he's dead, and things are now changed. We see Elle. She's like, I don't have any powers, but Paul Reiser's there to be like, uh, you kind of do, maybe, but we still got to figure it out, and you got to come back to the lab. Yeah, it's crazy. What? Meanwhile, Hopper's coming back from Russia. Yeah. He got split from the party first, but looks like he's coming back, or part of the party's going to get him in the airplane that cl- crashes through the trees. 
I don't know. Yeah, it's like, what's going on? It's crazy. There's so much there's so much stuff happening in this trailer. Yeah. The only problem I have with it is we're getting into a part of eight the eighties where women's hairstyles are horrible. <laughs> authentic though. It is very authentic, but I'm just like, ugh. How big can we make it? I remember those hairstyles. Those are terrible. We're like designing women era, I think, <laughs> is what we're getting at. Because it's got to be like, what, late 80s at this point? Because they're, they're doing a time jump. They're not going to pretend the kids nope. are younger. Yep. And it was in like 84 was where we left off, I think. Yes. So and if they're doing three years, then it's going to be like 87, 88. I, I did see a funny interview with the Duffer Brothers that says, we'd ha- we're, like, we're taking a time jump, but we do have to wrap the story up because in the near future, Winona Ryder becomes a huge star once Beetlejuice comes out, and we can't have the kids see that. <laughs> Oh, oh, man. As a joke, but I was it's, like, man, funny. that's hilarious that's that they really know the, that time frame. That's funny. Uh, just a couple more notes on the D&D-ness of this trailer, which I love. Don't split the party. Uh, we do see that guy wailing on guitar. Turned out that's a new character, Eddie Munoz, and he's the dungeon master for the high sc- Hawkins High School D&D club, oh. the Hellfire Club. That's why Mike is wearing the Hellfire Club shirt in one of the oh. scenes, and you see him... the. Dungeon Master, the new guitar player guy, uh, spread his hands over like what looks like a tabletop game that they're about mm-hmm. to play. So they're, they're going to play, play D&D in the show, which is awesome and on theme. But the main bad guy, confirmed by the Duffer Brothers, is named Vecna. And Vecna is an old Advanced Dungeons & Dragons reference. Isn't that from one of the worlds of... Uh, is it Greyhawk? Is it Forgotten Realms? No, wait. Is it... No, I think you're, you know, it's the Greyhawk campaign. Okay. Where he's presented as a lich, which oh, is... Oh, liches are great. It's the best. Mages keeping themselves alive. Through mm. like arcane and darkness yeah, dark and... dark magic. Demonic powers. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, seems fit for what they're showing us in the trailer. Even cooler, like little details, like they keep showing this creepy house, which is the Creel house from the reasons Hawking was cursed in the first place. Mm. They talk about the murders that took place there, like mm-hmm. in the first two seasons. We get to see an old Creel that has his eyes all sewn shut, and that's, that's Robert Englund. Oh, yeah. Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Who's doing the voice of Vecna. Oh. There's a one shot where they show Max running through the upside down, and you see a hand, and it's just it's a Freddy Krueger hand shot. So yeah. if this is turning into Nightmare on Elm Street era uh, Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. I can't get more excited. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's the right time, too. Exactly. Yeah. So I think they're going real dark. I think they're going really heavy. I do and have they're to teenagers bring... and oh yeah, it's so nightmare. I could see Nightmare on Elm Street like really working into this. Yeah, yeah. They're teenagers. You can't go to sleep. When you go to sleep, you go to the dream world. That's like the upside down. Oh yeah. So yeah, they're going all out. There is one more season planned after this. So, really? Yeah. Season five has been greenlit. How high did my voice just go? I had no idea. So maybe I don't know. Maybe it's a really extended epilogue because this seems like they're going all I out, know, not, right? not pulling any of the punches. So. Mm. Oh, and then just one silly thing. They keep showing the grandfather clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason I keep thinking they're going the lich route is because that's totally a phylactery for a lich. Oh, yeah. Destroy the clock, destroy the connection to the creepy house, destroy Vecna. Yeah. Just calling it now. I just want to put my $2 bet on. (laughs) And if it comes true, I get to be like, yes, I was nerdy enough to guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. Our whole household's excited. That's like, when is it coming out? (laughs) And the episodes are going to be so long and we're getting two chunks of it which I wish they would do a weekly release because I'm a real big fan that they brought that back, but chunk release is good too. Yeah, well, yeah. 
means I don't go through it all and then forget it like a month later. Yeah, yeah. I know, but still. <laughs> We're big fans of the weekly release. Yeah. Old school. Uh, speaking of old school, there's a remake in the work. Oh. And it's for not it, a little past Nightmare on Elm Street times, but probably still a generational touchstone for both of us. The Crow. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Mm. So I get like poltergeist vibes about that. Yep. That seems like it's a cursed thing. <laughs> it really does. It really does. Anyway, go, <laughs> go on. Well, <laughs> we can, because like, one of the things I forgot about, I only thought there was two Crow movies. Crow and Crow City of Angels. Mm-hmm. And the reason it, the second one had um, Vincent Perez as the lead because in the first one, it was Brandon Lee, Bruce mm-hmm. Lee's son, who had an incident on set and yeah. ended up dying. Mm-hmm. That's why it seemed cursed. Yep. They made four of these and it was a different lead each time. Really? There's and more? Th- there's I've four only, movies. I only would have thought there was the two as well. Explain to the folks what The Crow is exactly. Okay, so The Crow is based off a comic book from the 80s, written and drawn by James O. Barr, and it's essentially a character named Eric Draven has his the love of his life murdered and basically goes Batman, but crow 90s goth version Batman, mm-hmm. and decides to seek vengeance on the gang that killed her. What publisher did Crow? Was it? Uh, it's an independent comic. Okay. It wasn't like Dark Horse or... Mm-mm. Um, I knew it wasn't Marvel or DC. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's, not in the in the big two houses. It's like Goth, Punisher, Batman, Punisher, Goth. But that was the thing that was so like that blew my mind that they announced a remake for it because like I love The Crow. Mm-hmm. I love the sequel. It's a lot of fun. The first one's the masterpiece. The second one is just enjoyable. And then we didn't even see the other two. Did <laughs> those come know. out after? <laughs> yep. So were those sequels or just like new reboots? Nope. Those are sequels. First oh. one was ninety four. Uh, City of Angels was ninety six. Then there was The Crow Salvation in two thousand, and The Crow Wicked Prayer with. Uh, Edward Furlong from Terminator 2 is the lead oh. in 2005. Okay, well, okay. Well, then maybe it's okay that they're going to do it again. That, Try- like, I literally thought it was like cursed, like everything. <laughs> you know, like, Pol- isn't it Poltergeist the movie where something bad happened to everybody yes. who was like in that movie? Mm-hmm. It seemed like that's what where the crow was going, but we might have built that up in our gothy heads back then. Yeah, but I mean, it's been a 15-year gap now, so maybe that's why it's been delayed so long. Maybe mm-hmm. we should have gotten this earlier because... The Crow seems very much of its time. For as much as I like it, yeah, it no. is very 90s. It is. But, you know, there's a resurgence in that because the Batman with its uh, Nirvana song in it. Exactly. Seems like it's real popular and everyone likes it. So, Oh, the Crow, the Crow soundtrack is amazing. It had everybody from Helmet to oh, yeah. The Cure to Jesus and Mary Chain. Mm-hmm. Like it, if, if the soundtrack alone is just a perfect time yeah. capsule of that era of music. I mean, just going to my kid's high school, goth is back. <laughs> okay. I mean, like all the, um, I see the kids coming out of there and I'm like, you guys are dressing like we used to dress. What the heck is going on? Yep. It's so weird because it always seems like you're supposed to totally do something to irritate your parents. Yep. But I, I don't know if parents are getting irritated. I'm not getting irritated because it's like how me and all my friends either dress grungy or gothy or something like that. So <laughs> I don't know. My kids would have to dress like Alex P. Keaton <laughs> if they wanted to make me go like, what are you doing? Why are you wearing a button-up every day? That's weird. <laughs> Rip your jeans a little. Come on. Uh, another thing in the bonus column for this remake is that the Eric Draven lead is now being played by Bill Skarsgård, recently oh. who did Penny, Pennywise in mm. It. Oh, yeah. So we've Man. seen him in clown makeup. 
the Scars Guards. Oh, a household of excellence. I know, right? It's it's really you know what's you want, you want, want to know something funny. Here's a little funny. Go little for it, Kevin tidbit. Is that I, there's so many Scars Guards, right? Mm-hmm. But I always Scars Guards. But there's a Scars Guard yes. who isn't a Scars Guard. Exactly. But I always think that he's one of the Scars Guards. He might as well be. But you know, because I'm like, isn't there a Peter? Yep. Sarsgaard? <laughs> nope. Uh, That's Sarsgaard. There's a Peter Sarsgaard who's married to a Gillenhall. Yes. Or Gillenhall. Uh, Graining? Groaning? Gif? Jif? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, that's just, I'm always like, and then there's that other, and I'm like, oh, wait, no, that's Sarsgaard, not Skarsgaard. I think it's close enough to count, though. Oh, yeah. There's just so many. There's just so many of them anyway. Yes. But yeah, oh, the dad, though, that guy's awesome. Yep. He was great in Dune. And in um, Marvel. Goodwill Hunting. There you go. Oh, so good. The whole family, he, yeah. he raised them well. He did. So it'll be Bill in this one, not mm. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, like the sound, like I said, the soundtrack to the first two were great. And now that people of our generation are the music coordinators for projects like these, <laughs> I'm hoping they, uh, the kids that are getting back into goth stuff will have a soundtrack to be like, oh, what are these bands? I don't know. This right. is all awesome. Yep. And just... Golly, from what happened in that movie and what happened just recently with Alec Baldwin, good Lord, check your guns, people. Exactly. Make it all CGI. It's it's good enough now. That's true, too. You know what? Speaking of that, here's a tangent, Nerdler's tangent. Yeah, I always hear about, oh, the like this is such a weird tangent, but you just made me think of CGI. That's why we're here. The people complain about like eye color and you know, this per- this character from this book is supposed to have this eye color and the actor doesn't, but they try to put contacts on him and the contacts were irritating. Yada hoo hoodoo, right? Yep. Have we not for the last, I don't know, at least five years, at least, haven't we been to the point that they can just change an eye color in there? I I would hope so. Yeah, that's, I mean, because I know they, I mean, even Saving Private Ryan, that movie came out so long ago, that whole thing was kind of color shifted mm-hmm. to make it look a little more, I don't know, oldie film, whatever. Yep. I know they've been doing color shifting stuff for a long time. Heck, Turner was colorizing stuff way back in the 80s, right? With Technicolor. Yeah, I mean, so it seems like, can't you just, because it's usually like, those blue eyes are supposed to be green. It seems like that would be fairly easy to do. Only only to offer a nerdy rebuttal. I'm on your side, but here's my speculation on why there's maybe still an obstacle is with CGI, you do get the thing that's Uncanny Valley, right? Where it's close enough to human, but not quite right. One of the arguments they always make for that is when you're doing eye stuff, the eye has a specific life light. And uh, they talk about this when you're painting. They talk about this when you're illustrating is that eyes are really hard to capture because of the way they're lit. Yeah. And lighting in CGI is always the hardest element to make it look realistic. Well, I'm just talking about changing the color. I know, but... That wouldn't really be CGI even. It's CGI on the eyes is all I'm saying. And that's something they frequently have had the hardest battle with when it comes Mm. to Uncanny Valley. I think they can do it. I think so too. They just don't want to pay for it. (laughs) They just want to buy these contacts and shove them in people's eyes. Maybe it's a maybe it's a some of those people have the uh, Stallone Judge Dredd thing. Be like, no, I like my eyes. You got to show those. Yeah, I, it's all it's always usually like, oh, they got irritated, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, but to go back to the Crow, well, we said I said all I have about the Crow remake, except for a tidbit, and that this has been in sort of production hell for a while, but now it's getting off the ground. Oh, interesting. But the most recent one was considering Jason Momoa to star. So between Bill Skarsgård and Jason Momoa as the Crow, mm, no, 
Jason Momoa. <laughs> no, the crow's supposed to be like Jack Skellington-y. Yep, absolutely. Definitely Just, a goth kid. Yeah. No. I've never seen a goth kid with that much muscle, ever. <laughs> that many open shirts and they, that surfer hair. Yeah, they try to be as skeletal as possible. There you go. But that does tangent into uh, slightly weirder news. Jason Momoa has been announced to play the lead in a live-action Minecraft movie. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. I have I, it, Just it, when I thought, yes. just when we were complimenting Hollywood on being smart about this video game stuff, yep. we get another Super Mario Brothers movie. That's it. This makes no sense. Minecraft is such a... I play a lot of Minecraft. That's why I, I have kids, this in here for my you. My kids and I have played it forever. And yeah. even though they're becoming teenagers and they're supposed to be like telling me off, we still goof around in Minecraft because it's really fun. Yeah. But it's it's like a, just a, like a, oh, you're, you know what? The, so Max Brooks. Yes. The author. Yeah. Uh, Zombies Guide and everything. He played some Minecraft and was inspired to write Minecraft books. Okay. And he has a book that is basically, I woke up on an island with nothing and had to, like, survive. Hmm, okay. Because that's bas- Minecraft is basically a survival game. Yeah, it's survival in creative mode, right? Yeah, you can either do creative mode or there's survival mode, yeah. Creative mode is like playing Legos with all the Legos you ever wanted. Yep. And then survival mode is, in my opinion, the greatest survival game ever made. Okay. I think so much of it is because it's that kind of, like, Low resolution, kind of 16, 18, 24 bit. I don't know what the bits are of Minecraft, but it's it's super simplified, so you can pack so much stuff into it. Gotcha. It still takes forever to load, but still. But that's the fun of Minecraft is that it's a survival game, and I've played other survival games, and none of them come close to what Minecraft can do because of its simplicity. Gotcha. But you eventually ignore the blockiness and the cartooniness of it. That's just its uh, style. Because it's so much fun. It's It can be so scary. Minecraft's a horror game, too, sometimes. Creepers and stuff blowing <laughs> up your stuff. while you're, uh, It's terrible. Those are the guys that hiss at you in the yes, dark, right? Um, zombies and all this kind of skeletons shooting at you with arrows. It's crazy. And, but it's so much fun. It's so engaging. It's so much fun to, like, survive. And then you get successful and you get like rich on resources and it's it's tons of fun Mm -hmm. and making a movie out of minecraft is doesn't make any sense because it's like just make a make a survival movie yeah (laughs) but other than that why does he why do you have to put i don't know how you'd put minecraft on it unless are they going full cartoon are they going like lego movie with this it says live action in the announcement live action I think this is, so I think you silly. called it at the top of this, is that Hollywood's, like, uh, Super Mario Brothers is coming out. It got delayed, but it's still coming out. Sonic movies are coming out. They're taking video games, but they're still doing kid video games as adaptations. Yeah. I guess to just get that kid money. Their parents taking their kids to the movie money. Well, Sonic is one thing that, you know, but, and then it's, the Mario thing is going to be a cartoon, right? Yep. Or animated. So I don't see the problem with that. But Minecraft is as a live action thing. It doesn't. I don't want to see it live action because Minecraft has the way it looks is fun. There you go. And it looks the way it looks. Mm-hmm. Like, I, have you ever seen them online do the thing where they like take a creeper and they're like, "This is what it would look in real life." Yes. And it's horrifying. 
It's maybe, horrifying. Maybe that's the direction. Are they, they going to do that? How are you going to do? Oh man, Hollywood. Why? That, that's why I want in. to see the old executive that thought this was a good idea. Kids like Minecraft, right? No, oh, jeez. We have Jason Momoa on a contract. Put that together. Get oh, it to my, my desk God. by lunch. That's what it sounds like. Yep. Why are they doing this? Okay. I don't know. It was so weird. I had to put it in here because other than Jason Momoa is set to be the lead, the only other details they've reported is that Jared Hess is the filmmaker set to direct. Uh, the only thing I know Jared Hess from is Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, jeez, what? Okay. <laughs> so I don't. I, I don't know. I, I can't see what they would do. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, there's so much, and there's so many other video games out there that would make so much more fun content. Yes. Because the only other survival game I like is Fallout. I got you. And that's really, only 76 is really a survival game. The other ones are pretty much just... Dystopian future games. Adventure games or yeah. whatever you call them. I don't know exactly category they are. Mm-hmm. But that has so much like lore and richness and you could do so much with that. Absolutely. But Minecraft is literally just like, here you are in the forest. <laughs> you need to survive because there's lots of creatures around and then build resources and then they get creative building stuff. There you go. And then you can eventually find the end, which the end of the game is called the end and <laughs> kill the ender dragon. And then the game is technically over or you can never do that and just roam around and explore True, and have fun. So I don't know. This is classic. Hey, here's this movie. Let's slap Minecraft on it. It seems that way. And everyone will love it. See, <laughs> like, bring your kids. Uh, why? Well, on sillier happy news, this is this combines movie and TV, but Terry Crews, also known as Lieutenant Terry Jeffords in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, has pitched an idea for a Brooklyn Nine-Nine movie. Oh, yeah. One last go for the team. Off the top of your head, yay or nay, would you want more Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Oh, yeah, I love that show. That show was great. It was so much fun. That was one of the things that you told me to binge on while I folded clothes. There you go. <laughs> Hey, everybody, here's the trick. Do you hate folding clothes? Do it in front of the TV. <laughs> Put on something simple that you don't have to pay much attention to. There you go. Something you can laugh to. And only, and you can only watch it when you fold clothes. Yes. Because that'll motivate you to fold clothes because <laughs> you're going to want to watch the show. But yeah. it can't be anything too in-depth. Yeah, because then you'll get distracted. Yeah, it has to be light and easy and something you can do. So Brooklyn Nine-Nine was that for me for a while, but then I blew through all of it mm-hmm. and caught up. No, that that would be great. I would love to see that. What what would they do? Nerd alert tips, though. I want to thank you for that. So Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the series, did get a resolution. Like, they did do sort of a time jump. No, not going to spoil anything, but they sort of tried to tie up the stories as best they could because they were given enough notice that they were not getting mm-hmm. picked up again. Yeah. But apparently they still figured, still felt like they weren't getting fair shot to continue. Uh-huh. So Terry Crews just pitched it. He says... Oh my God, I'm still interested. I still think we could do a heist movie. We always had a yearly heist episode, and I think that would be brilliant, especially with Peacock and all the great things NBC can already do. I think that each cast member will be down for us to do a nice hour and a half episode, essentially a movie, make all the episodes involving the heist, a a new heist, and it would be wonderful. I love, love, love my castmates. I spent eight years with those guys, and they're truly family, and I miss them every day. Mm, So he's kind of thinking an extended version of the heist episode for a movie. That'd be great. I'm on board. That would be wonderful. I had my extra two cents would be just to brainstorm on it would be like if they do uh, like the heist are the, one of the best episodes out of that series. 
But if they did like realize sort of meta address that they're in a movie and did a whole bunch of like movie action tropes, like Jake always references yeah, yeah, yeah. Die Hard and all the police movies, mm-hmm. actually like incorporate some of those elements into the heist at a movie level, I think would be perfect Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> it would. Oh my gosh. So yeah, no official announcement for production or anything like that, but with Terry Crews putting it out there, he's pretty good about getting... The reason uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine got as long as it did was because of him and his his campaigns for it. So we'll see how it goes. Fingers crossed. Man, I love that guy. Terry Crews is great. Who knew President Camacho would turn into what he did? (laughs) Speaking of people we love pitching things that might happen... Mm. Kiernan Shipka, oh, also known as Sabrina Spellman yes. from The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, a, a favorite on this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, was, was interviewed and, and said and asked about uh, what whatever happened to Don Draper's daughter, Sally. Well, yeah, that was her. When my wife was watching, <laughs> was watching Mad Men, yep. I'd be like, oh, baby Sabrina. <laughs> but apparently she grew up a little bit in the show, but mm-hmm. only grew up to a certain point. Yeah, as a teenager. Okay. I didn't finish the show, so I didn't know how her story resolved. Maybe mm-hmm. you can fill me in on that. But in this interview, Kiernan said, oh, that character's not done, and I'm not done with that character. Oh. There's been meetings, and I'd love to do it, but oh. um, there is a possibility that we'll get a Mad Men spinoff with <sighs> adult Sally oh, doing be- doing her own stuff in, uh, she said, um, L.A., Hollywood. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. There was a time, yeah, Don Draper went out to... California for a little bit. There was a whole arc, a whole California arc that wasn't in New York. But yeah, that was, it's real interesting that whole, the arc of that whole show. I mean, she's a, the show's about Don Draper. And yep. that's, but she does have a slight arc through it. It's real interesting. It kind of, Sally Draper is really the, the thing that keeps Don Draper from becoming totally horrible, even though he's pretty horrible through a lot of it. It's kind of an anti-hero story. Yep. But his daughter is like the one thing that he truly loves and values. Gotcha. Even though he has other kids. But still, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny because the, there's a lot of memes about the son just being like, Oh, what about this kid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think what happened was, and you know, we're fans of, of Kieran and Chipka um, through Sabrina. Yes. Um, I think what happened was, is they just cast this kid actor. And then as the show was successful and went on, she started to grow up. Gotcha. And they found out they actually had an extremely talented actor and then started using her more. That makes sense. That's what it seemed like when watching the show. So the, it was kind of like a, a happy accident. I don't know if you'd call it that, but you know, they they struck gold with her. Mm-hmm. So they started using her more. And I think that the uh, I think the kids were never meant to really be that involved initially in the show and I think that's why the son was just kind of like, <laughs> well, we didn't really plan on using them, but she's awesome, so let's use her. But no, that'd be really, really interesting because Mad Men is a period piece. Yep. And it's, you know, it's in the 60s. And we have a lot of the uh, the women's liberation stuff is kind of explored in there. Mm-hmm. And she's a teenager during that time. There you go. So you'd be getting into like the 70s and stuff, maybe early 80s. I don't know how far they'd want to go in the future. But I'd be really, really interesting to see what they could do with that. Yeah, for sure. Give it a 10 year time jump and have it be that almost generational divide. Yeah. And like, I know it's more, it's sort of a sub theme to what goes on Mad Men. But with Don Draper, you're dealing with stuff like his upbringing and his past and like 
his relationship with his father. Right. You know, that is an aspect that was buried in the show. Yep. So maybe maybe add that into the story of how it affects Sally, you know? Yeah. Or, yeah. For, for better or for it'd worse. It'd be really interesting to see what they would do with her. It'd be really interesting. I'd almost like them to, like, Literally, because I mean, I mean, we're biased because we're designers and in that world. But <laughs> it'd be interesting for them, like she just like goes into the same business as her dad did. That'd be fun, like you know, that'd be such an interesting philosophical like narrative. Marketing right? and advertising in the seventies with yep. the, as a young female trying to like break the. It'd be interesting. It'd be really cool if they did that. So there's buzz about that. Um, we'll see how it goes. That would be cool. That'd be awesome. I want that to happen now. We're, we put it out into ether, so mm. hopefully we're adding some buzz and sway to it. We're behind you, Kiernan. <laughs> you also have an awesome name. Kiernan Shipka. It's awesome. Sounds like an Eastern spy. <laughs> Swim in the pockets. <laughs> it's so cool. Uh, in other TV news, we're getting more Sherlock Holmes on TV, but this time wow. it's being done by HBO Max in partnership with Robert Downey Jr. as his, as the executive producer, as oh. well as the Downey team that did all the Sherlock movies he was in, oh. all behind board. Oh. It's not stated that Robert Downey Jr. is going to play Sherlock, but it's going to be in that tone and in that world and sort of a continuation of what they did with those movies. Interesting. Because hmm. I had forgotten, my bad on my part, the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock on BBC. The, the modern day one, yeah. It was great. It was great. I mean, that's how he got famous, as, as far as I knew. I yeah. mean, famous to me. Yeah, but it was very Christopher Nolan-esque. It was very real-world Sherlock. Yeah, it's really good. Really well for how they did it. They mm-hmm. picked their style perfectly, but I'm a huge fan of the Downey Sherlock movies. Yeah. I know that you can take them or leave them for some people, but... You take them. I take them. <laughs> give, give them to me. And this, like, as a TV show, that's even better because Sherlock Holmes it was meant to be a serial. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, it's individual cases, mm-hmm. and then you go through the case, and then it's on to the next one. I mean, yeah, they did involve some common characters and bad guys coming back and arcs and stuff, yeah. but it was always just one-off. Like, here's the mystery I saw. <laughs> Aren't I great? Yeah. On to the next one. Mm-hmm. That's perfect TV. It is. It's great. That's interesting. I mean, I, I've always I've always enjoyed me some Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. In, many of, in all its forms, really. There's been so many of them. There's even, like, the... Uh, the Henry Cavill Sherlock Holmes now. Oh, that's true. And the Enola Holmes. Enola Holmes, where he plays the, the, the Enola Holmes is his daughter. Yeah, the, the most handsomest Sherlock Holmes ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But yeah, so I, 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 Sherlock Holmes has always been kind of like a stop and watch thing for me. If like even the old black and white ones, and I don't know who's who does it. Oh, sure. I'm sure people are like going, oh, that's. Nigel Rathborn. <laughs> I, I just made up a name. Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> but yeah, the, there's old black and white ones and stuff. And it's Sherlock Holmes is like Britain's OG 007. Exactly. The OG James Bond. Mm-hmm. And I like it better, in my opinion. Okay. I don't know why. Because it's more detective mystery, solve the puzzle, yeah, than it is the, spy guns, women, yeah, gadgets. And he's got that the iconic. There's a hat called the Sherlock Holmes hat. <laughs> if you look up Sherlock Holmes hat, you're gonna see that hat. And the Sherlock pipe is that in the is pipe that and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes is cool. Absolutely. Way to go, England. <laughs> That's a good one. And I totally forgot the movies that I love. Those were done by Guy Ritchie. That just adds points in my. Favorite, oh yeah. So yeah, that'd be interesting. It's weird that he'd be involved in it and not be reprising his role though. 
Um, maybe it's an age thing on where they want to start and how long they want to take oh, it. Oh, that's true, but not does, that he does, couldn't. Does he have like the rights to it or something? I believe uh, I, Seems he was like pu- it's public domain. As far as I know, with this news, Robert Downey Jr. He has, I think it's called Team Downey, but he has people that he works with, and they were the people that got Guy Ritchie to put out the movies in accord- oh. in coordination with Warner Media. So I think it's just groups that are all tied together. Hmm. So I don't know if he actually owns the rights to all of Arthur Conan Doyle's properties because mm-hmm. those are public domain from a yeah, yeah, yeah. long time ago. But I think for the specific style and storytelling they were doing, I think mm-hmm. that is all wrapped up in what they put out mm-hmm. with the movies. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, I'm on board with Sherlock Holmes. I usually, Like I said, I've told you before, I usually don't like mystery stuff, but I've always liked Sherlock Holmes. Well, recent evidence that I'll throw at you is that you, you like the new Batman because of the detectiveness of it. Yeah, he's Sherlock. He's supposed to be like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. So I get not liking the mystery and wanting the answers a little faster, but when you see somebody that cool work it out, you're like, yeah. oh, that's cool. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think it's the way it's delivered to yeah. me. Yeah, I think because there's so much detective stuff, especially over there in England. You watch PBS <laughs> at you know at night when they're showing like the British shows. Yep. How many detective shows do they have over there? It is crazy. Yeah. There was a murder in the small town. and Yeah, they got like a pastor doing it. <laughs> they got like some old lady doing it. They got like just regular detectives doing it. They got That's it. all these people trying to solve mysteries. Oh, the, what's that? Perot is one? Poirot? No, it's Perot. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like think you're right. French dude. Yeah. Isn't yeah. Agatha Christie British? Yeah, I think so. So... They, yeah. It's it's in the water over there. Yeah, it's interesting. It's in the fish and chips. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> good mystery. Always looks a good mystery. Of course, yes. Well, plus they have houses that are older than two hundred years old. So yeah. you get not only do you get good ghost stories, you get things that like wh- what is the history of this place? And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, turns out a lot of crap went down here. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, so the deal has been made. No announcement on production dates of when it officially starts, but look for it coming to HBO Max at some point in the future. I guess I'm going to have to get HBO Max. There's too much good stuff on there. (laughs) Now it's a pick and choose uh, landscape at the moment. Yeah. Just do the 30 day trial or pay for one month and then watch it and then turn it off and go to the next one. Yeah, there's so many. It's crazy. (laughs) Consider it a rental, a 30 day rental. Uh, TV tidbits that were just headlines. Mandalorian Season 3 has finished filming. Ooh. Witcher Season 3 has started filming. Ah. And voice work for Steven Yeun has begun for Invincible Season 2. Oh. Man, this is... Here, uh, we complain. There's too much stuff to watch. Like, literally, The Witcher I've, I got through finally. Yep. We're going to have to do a, a Witcher assumption. I'm down. That'd be good. But... Like I had to like put all kinds of stuff on hold to get through that, you know. And I'm I'm trying to get through the Lost in Space reboot, which we should talk about that too. That's mm-hmm. what, and then you're having to make decisions. Like we're watching Cobra Kai, <laughs> yep. and the new season is kind of like turning into a soap opera, and it's to the point where we have so much other stuff to watch. We're like, oh, forget about this show for a while, yep. you know. Moving on, they just dropped the latest Better Call Saul season. I mean, there's. So much happening. There's so much to watch. It's crazy. I think being a book nerd helps me out with that because there's always that pile of books. And if you find yourself going like two-thirds of the way through and you're like, I'm more interested in this other book that I mm-hmm. started accidentally. Yeah. And we're getting to that point with TV shows now. It's like you have a two-watch pile and if something's not clicking, on to the next one. Yeah. yeah. A two-watch pile. The I Q. Like it. 
It's yeah, that's good. But I do get having to be like, oh, I gotta at least figure out where, how far they took it. You know? Yeah, and I'm watching Moon Knight right now. There's there's so much. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's so much stuff to watch. And I know there's a million other things out there that that people have said. You gotta watch this. You gotta watch that. You gotta watch this. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's like, you love Halo and the Xbox. You, have you watched the Halo show? And I'm That's like, another one. No, I don't even have. What is that? What is that on? Uh, Halo is on Paramount Plus. See, I don't have that one either. Everybody's got their own now. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. <laughs> well, here's a one-off event that you can catch if you feel like it, but don't have to. It's mm. not a series. It's not a full, huge investment. But this Nerd Alert, and this is the last Nerd Alert, but originally started out, I took note of it because they're doing Spirited Away as a stage play. Oh, wow. We just talked about how awesome Miyazaki is and how awesome Spirited Away is, is as an animated movie. It's so popular that they did like a, it's from the directors of the Royal Shakespeare Company, oh. John Caird, through the Royal House Theater in Japan. And if you look at stills of it, it looks like as big, it's puppetry and masterwork creations and oh. giant costumes and artworks along the lines of how they did Lion King on Oh, Broadway, yeah, okay. Which was a huge spectacle. Mm-hmm. And apparently they're giving Spirited Away the same Japanese spectacle treatment. Oh, wow. When I first made this note, though, I was disappointed because they were taking it on tour through six cities in Japan, and then that was going to be it. Oh, well. A short run, only for Japan, and then be done with it. But apparently, I don't know if the internet got to them, but a couple weeks after they announced the production of the stage play, Hulu said that they are going to stream it for two days. So if you want to catch performance, you can watch it July 3rd or July 4th. Oh, wow. This summer, and watch the official uh, broadcast of the production of Spirited Away. Wow. On a huge scale with what, uh, go look at the stills. I can't show you pictures over the microphone, but <laughs> the puppets look amazing. They have giant dragons, like all the things that look oh, wow. like spirited away. Yeah. Uh, they made them come to life. That is really cool. Hey, how come? <laughs> no, how come? The, so when they take like an animated thing and then they make it a stage play, like, you know, The Lion King, you said, was huge and successful and beloved. And you tell me this news, and I'm like, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. But you're taking animation, making it live action, but putting it on stage. It's like, oh, that's awesome. Yep. But you take animation, put it live action, and make it a movie. And most of the time, it's like, this stinks. <laughs> Why are you doing this? There's something about theater. There's something about the stage. There's something about, I think it's like the craft of it, which, I mean, there's movies are a craft, too. It's very interesting, yeah. right? There's, it's interesting to me. Like, why am I okay with one but the other? Because if you sat yeah. here and you're like, they're going to make a live-action Spirit Away movie, I'd be like, boo, don't do that. Boo. Right? I think we have the track record of the movies going poorly. Okay. And we're so used to how movies are made, and you can sense the formula sometimes. Mm. Like, oh, they're checking boxes, or mm. they're doing this to adapt from animation to live-action. Mm-hmm. I see how they fixed it or how they changed it. With theater, <laughs> I mean, we get we have the phrase theater of the mind. I think people going to theater have a little bit of, like, suspension of disbelief. Oh, yeah. I think specifically why Lion King works and Spirited Away, yes, the animation for both of those was kind of groundbreaking in both sense. Mm -hmm. They were both well-received, but I say this loving Lion King especially, but both of those are great stories at heart where the animation is almost secondary. Mm -hmm. I think you could adapt it to a book or a live-action, well, live-action Lion King is a different story, but... 
the story and the characters are important and the animation is second. Mm-hmm. So bringing it to the stage, as long as you make it look cool as a live spectacle, mm-hmm. it is still almost secondary to the wonderful stories that are being told. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know why theater works better than, than a movie. You would think yeah. movies with their budget would have the right. upper hand, but Weird. nope, it's theater. Weird. I know. It's interesting. Hmm. So like I said, July 3rd and 4th, Hulu will be streaming the production of these plays, and I will be on my couch butt-parked with some popcorn because just the still images they released for this look amazing. So that is it. Spirited away. July 3rd and 4th. That is it for my nerd alerts. Oh. Fourth of July weekend's going to have some spirited away happening. That's fine by me. Fireworks. Yeah. So that's Mikey's nerd alerts. Closing down the nerd alert feed. <laughs> Shutting down the newspaper stand, rolling down the gate. <laughs> rolling down the. <laughs> oh, I just I could hear it. I could hear the <laughs> gate. I could hear the gate coming down. Yeah, beat it, Mister. I sold all my papers <laughs> with this little coin. Machine. <laughs> what are they thing? The coin dispenser yep. on your belt. I already got the newsboy cap. <laughs> Oh, so that's Nerd Alerts, everybody. Let us know what you think of all the different tops we talked about. Are you a Sherlock Holmes fan? Is James Bond better? Uh, do you think the stage plays are awesome? Or do you, is, are you okay with the movie adaptation? There you go. Is Minecraft live action a bad idea? Yes. Let us know. <laughs> you can hit us up on all our social medias at AssumingPod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also Gmail us, AssumingPosition at gmail.com. Dot com. Every week I ask Mikey, how would you like the Gmail formatted? Hmm. Wow, I really hit the tease on that one. Formatted? Uh, every time we do Nerd Alerts, I'm running out of Nerd Alert related things to have him send do in. something we said during the show, I guess. Um, send it to me. In a Sherlock Holmes mystery. Oh, yes. Make me try and give me clues to help me figure out what your hot take uh, opinion is. The hounds of the Baskervilles. <laughs> the opinions of the Nerdyvilles. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. We want you guys to know that we are going to be at Acon 31. Yes. June 3rd through 5th, 2022. Come on out. We are doing Nerd Talk Radio. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And we hope to see you out there. We want to thank you guys again so much for listening. Subscribe, like, share. Give us all the stars. Give us all the thumbs. Mm -hmm. We really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing. Not Scott's Productions for our equipment. Jazz are for our music. And we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We will see you again next week. Same pod time, same pod channel. Nerd alerts.